Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Boundary Rope podcast. For the past few years, we've had this heated debate. You know, people have been discussing who the Fab Four is, and the traditional Fab Four, obviously, being Steve Smith, Joe Root, Virat Kohli, and Kane Williamson. So, me and Neeraj are actually going to have a debate if this Fab Four remains the same across all formats, or will it have a slight alterations? So. Who's the first name that pops onto your head, Neeraj, when you think of the Fab Four across formats? Across formats. So you have said across formats. Obviously, the first name is Virat Kohli. There's no question about it. So must be the first name for everybody, considering his performances across all formats has an average above fifty in all formats. So I don't think there's a reason for you not to pick Kohli when you're when you're clearly stressed on across formats. Yeah, yeah, but um, I'll still present my case. I don't have Kohli at the top actually, so my Ooh, first pick okay. is Steve Smith. I'll tell you why. I mean, when you pick a Fab Four across formats, you don't give equal weightage to the three formats. Now, here's how I definitely. thought about it. Yeah, 60% definitely. Sixty percent of Test cricket, thirty percent of ODI cricket, and ten percent of T20 cricket is what I thought of it. That's, that's how I very, even weightage. No, that's not a fair weightage. <laughs> I get Test cricket is important, but sixty percent on Test cricket. especially with the fans that we have in the current world no nobody is going to agree to that so oh, anyway yeah, fine but i'll still come to steve smith i mean his record in test speaks for himself let's not talk about that at all so coming into odis now why do i have steve smith in odis ahead of virat kohli i'll tell you virat ahead Kohli's of virat kohli are you big, kidding i mean in the sense that ahead of virat kohli a, of course virat kohli is a better player in ODS than Steve Smith. I will oh, not God. at all debate about that. But when you're picking a Fab Four, you're talking about the best. You're talking about the goat. So you need to look at other aspects as well. So when I thought of it, I thought of crunch games. The goat. Matches. Virat Kohli is the goat. Steve Smith yeah, no, is the test really. goat. Look at his performances in crunch games. I mean, Steve Smith is someone who's performed well in ODI cricket and big games. All big games that he's been a part of, he's been brilliant. He scored runs and he's won matches for Australia. I mean, Virat Kohli has consistently failed in big games. It's something that really strikes me so bad about him. I mean, if you look at his performance in the World Cup semi-final this year and even in 2015, but when you look at Steve Smith, he scored 50s in both the final and the quarter-final of the 2015 World Cup and the match-winning hundred against India, obviously in the semi-final as well. Even in this World Cup, in the semi-final, he was one person who stood up. And everybody else failed for Australia. But if you look at Virat Kohli, his performances in big games have been really poor consistently. It's something which I really cannot. Do you remember the 2011 World Cup final? Do you remember his performances in the 2016-14 World Cup final? 14 World Cup final, 16 World Cup semi-final, 16 World Cup quarter-final against Australia. Have you seen a better T20 knock than the quarter-final against Australia? I do agree. You have to. Uh, he was the highest scorer in the 2013 Champions Trophy final when India scored around 120 and it was defended in 20 overs. He I was the one scoring game. Yeah. Yeah. So he. It's not that he's not performed at all. Yes, definitely he has underperformed by his high standards. But you cannot by say he's not standards. at all performed. It, by, by his high standards, standards, yes. Uh, he uh, anyone standards. Maybe you can have the rare off day, and that's what has happened. Champions Trophy final 330 target, World Cup semi final in 2015 330 odd target. Yes, there's a lot of pressure, but nobody stood up in those games. Even in the World Cup semi final last time, the top three, top four all failed. So it's not just him who's failing. That's, That's why we don't have the, the rest in consideration to put it as a goat. You know, you're talking about a goat here. So you can't say other people failed as well. You have to have a substantial reason to actually pick Kohli as the goat. I mean, I get your point. T20s, there's no match. Between Smith and Kohli, I do agree. 
Kohli is way, way, way ahead of them in yeah, no uh, T20s. Yeah, no arguments there at all. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and Steve Smith has performed well in the crunch games, but if you look at the whole record, he is nowhere on par with Virat Kohli. And he would not make it to a World XI for sure in ODI cricket. He is not there in a World XI in T20 cricket. He is the best player in Test match cricket, no doubt. But if you are looking across all formats, it's Virat Kohli at number one. He, it's, and it's not that he's way behind Steve Smith in tests. He is behind because Steve Smith is at, an, at a completely different level, the best of our generation. But Virat Kohli is not too far behind. He scored runs everywhere. He failed in England in 2013, but he's gone back and rectified it and he played very well. He's always yeah, yeah. played well in Australia. So, he scored runs everywhere. So, across all formats, he's, he has an average of above 15 all formats. Can you imagine who else has that? Maybe no, somebody else, else could get fine. close. Yeah, okay. I'll give you Kohli, but I hope you have Steve Smith at 2. Uh, that's, there's no doubt about who number 2 will be. It is obviously Steve Smith. So... That's a pretty easy pick when you're discussing about these two. It has to be them at one or two and Steve Smith is number two for me. And they're way ahead of the rest of the crowd and that's why we had a separate discussion on these two. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Steve Smith has to be two as well. So, fine. I mean, I wanted him at one, but of course he's two. So, I guess our number three should be Kane Williamson, both of us. Yeah, my favourite player Kane Williamson is at three. And yes, and he's someone who has also performed very well in all formats. You might not uh, associate a T20 cricket with the style of his batting, but he has performed very well when he's opened or played at uh, number three. And his IPL performances uh, when David yeah. Warner was not around is a justification of that. He scored over 600 Absolutely. runs as the captain as well. And he has performed well in tests and in ODIs. So, Williamson at three for sure. Yeah, definitely. I somehow feel Williamson's most suited format now on current form is ODA cricket, which is a surprise, but yeah, that's been the case. And another important point about Williamson is he's by far the best captain in international cricket across formats. I mean, if you brought white ball cricket alone, excluding Test cricket, Owen Morgan comes close, but nobody stands a chance against Williamson across formats, in my opinion. So, that's another reason why we simply had to have him among the Fab Four. Yes. And uh, when you discuss about the Fab Four, most of the names that you might come across are all batsmen who bat at number 4 or number 5 in tests. Maybe taking into consideration a, a few guys like Ross Taylor who bats behind him at 4, uh, Fab Duplessis and a few others which we might discuss on. So, Kane Williamson is the only one who bats at number 3 in tests and it's a very difficult position we know. And New Zealand has struggled with their openness for a long time. Yes, Tom Latham has performed decently. But the opening uh, jigsaw is something that they have not solved for a long time. And yeah. Ken Williamson invariably has to come in in the first few overs and bear the brunt of the hungry fast bowlers. And he has done that exceedingly well. And he has an average of almost 50, despite that. Poor so, Jeet Rawal is the reason for all this. There were few other openers that they did try. Even Martin <laughs> Guptill was tried and he didn't do too well. So, so Ken Williamson Jeet Rawal is the culprit for Ken Williamson to come in. As early as possible. Anyways, yeah, I do agree with that. And you know, another thing to note about Williamson in T20Is is the range of shots he has. He's not someone who hits a lot of sixes or something like that. He has his own way of doing things. So, yeah, Absolutely. Williamson at three. So, before we move into the four, I'm going to ask you a question. So, in the last three years, who do you think has the best average in Test Match cricket? Uh, it should be your supposed number one, the Test Match goat, Steve Smith. Right? <laughs> Why do you ask me such a question? It's not Steve Smith. Steve Smith has an average of 65. There's someone who averages 65.47. Labushin has an average of 63. 
There's oh. someone who averages 65.47 in test cricket in the last three years. That player is none other than my favorite batsman, Babar Azam, and I believe he should be the fourth player on this list. What? Babar Azam yeah. in this list? No way. Uh, okay, yeah, I get it. He has performed well uh, over the past two years. Who do you have in 2000? Joe Root, obviously. Yeah, he's not oh, performed oh, as oh. well as the contemporary uh, Fab Four that we have been discussing, but. definitely he is the fourth on the list in my opinion na i don't think so i'll tell you why i mean jorot may be the fifth person on this list but i'll tell you why i have a substantial reason now listen as we said we have to consider recent form as well but if you pick the last 10 years obviously jorot has to make it but we are looking at last 3 years as a benchmark now joe root averages 38 in the last 3 years in test match cricket that is so less and uh, that's how it has, has been, been over the last few years right the averages have dropped and years. not really averages Barbara's have dropped 65 which not that he scored runs in very easy conditions in the uae or something like that he scored runs in australia in the recent series he was by far the best player for them and even in south africa i mean south africa in my opinion is the most difficult country to score runs and bat and i mean Babar Azam stood up for Pakistan when they toured there. I mean, Duan Oliver was bouncing people out for fun, and he was brilliant in that series. And he has performed well in tough conditions in the last three years. And he scored five hundreds in just fifteen matches in the last three years. Can you guess how many hundreds? Fifteen matches. You're considering Babar Azam in this uh, category based on just fifteen Test matches, and, and you're saying Test cricket matters the most. Number. It's, it's not a substantial, a substantial number. number. You're saying you're picking a group, a elite class based on just fifteen matches. His yeah, previous ten matches were twenty-eight or something. Was his average? He was yeah, pretty poor. Yeah, I agree. Poor. I mean, everybody takes time in Test cricket. Virat Kohli had a dreadful start to Test cricket. He couldn't convert any of his scores at all. But look who, what he is right now. That's what happened to Babar Azam as well. And you have to give people time in Test match cricket. Joe Root made his debut in Test matches, so he someone who came directly into Test cricket. But Babar Azam, you know, showed up in limited overs cricket, and he was suddenly given an opportunity in Test match cricket, and he will struggle. Obviously, such is the format. But now he's been absolutely consistent over the last three years. I'll give you one more stat: Joe Root has four hundreds in last three years in twenty-seven Test matches. That is such a low number for someone of his class, and you're talking elite level here. Babar Azam has five hundreds in fifteen matches. So you have to consider these points as well. And I mean, I'm just talking about Test cricket. I'm, if you come to T20 eyes, Joe Root doesn't stand oh, a chance no. at all. I mean, Babar Azam is a <laughs> different yeah, level. Yeah, there's no discussion at all. And you wanted to have Steve Smith at two. Only because Virat Kohli is my not only of, because not only because one of the reasons one of the key reasons was because Steve Smith is nowhere near Virat Kohli in T20s. Now, if that is the case, I'll say Joe Root is nowhere near Babar Azam in T20s. In fact, probably only Kohli comes close to Babar Azam in T20 cricket. Nobody else comes close. He's been that good since he made his debut. So I think you have to consider these points as well. And ODI is bit of a you know you can they can cancel each other out. Although I would say Babar Azam is slightly better, but effectively you can cancel them out. it's a very strong argument that you have put out so joe root has not performed well definitely in test match cricket for the past 3 years and interesting uh, reason why could be uh, that he's he was named the captain after alistair cook's retirement in around 2017 mm-hmm. uh, that coincided with the time when his average continued to drop and his form dipped so do you know who's been named the pakistan test captain <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's it is Babar Azam, right? So let's I'll see how he's not going to go down the. Ah, Joe you Root can't because... say that. You just can't guarantee that. Nobody would have expected this from Joe Root because he was scoring runs everywhere uh, before. Again, we've actually... not seen what happens to Babar Azam yet, so you can't 
bring ifs and buts into play here. We Definitely. can only judge based on what we've seen. And I'll give you one more point. Barbarazam is someone again who's performed well in big games, just like Williamson and Smith. Unlike Joe Root, who has had a iffy record in big games, that's another factor which you know made me pick Barbarazam ahead of Joe Root. I do get it. If we had to pick at Fab Five, I'll have Joe Root at five. But we are picking only four, so I think Barbarazam should get in there ahead of Joe Root. Yeah, I think all your arguments are spot on. But only thing is, you're taking away the man's consistency over the past eight to nine years since he made his debut, and he's been fabulous for England across. not across all formats not in t20s but <laughs> across the main two formats which uh, which comes up to 90% of your weightage so yeah yeah that's why i didn't even argue about t20 cricket if i were to speak about babar asam's t20 record then i'll keep on speaking that's why i didn't even bring in yeah fair point i think yeah we could have babar asam just just edging joe root into yeah. number 4 on our list just edging yeah, just, just. and we could see him slip out once he starts <laughs> captaining pakistan it's a huge challenge for him can he uh, become a steve smith or a virat kohli as a captain or will he go the joe root way is something we will all be interested I to see i truly believe that babar azam will step up let's hope he does i mean i love the guy i want him to step up let's see anyways who are the other players you considered so the other players that came to my mind were david warner was one but he's uh, scored the bulk of his runs in australia so yeah. that's the reason but he was uh, since you're considering across formats david warner did come up to my mind because he's been exceptional in odis and very good in t20s as well but True. and he scored runs in tests but not too much away from home he struggled he probably takes yeah. more catches away from home than the runs he scores <laughs> That's a very good point, and he uh, scored ninety percent of his hundreds at home. So yeah, of course. Yes. So that's it's a why big David Warner. David Warner. Yeah, his record same may be reason. good, but he hasn't scored two minutes away from home in tough conditions. The other players. For that, the same reason, we can probably say Rohit Sharma also leaves this list because. Ah no, Rohit Sharma is nowhere close to this list. Let him go and score runs away from home, <laughs> then he can. Yeah. Get into his list. He has scored hundreds in the recent past since he started opening in tests. We yeah. sincerely hope really he can do that and yeah. uh, get ahead of Babar Azam into number four. <laughs> and you won't give Babar Azam up at all. Anyway, see, Aras Taylor is another one I considered. I mean, he's been definitely an elite level in ODA cricket. Probably up there with the likes of Kohli and Rohit Sharma. He's been that good in the last three years. But his test form has dipped. That is the biggest concern for me. He yes. scored just three hundreds in the last four years, as opposed yeah. to eight in the previous four. Can you believe it? I don't know. Maybe because of his upturn in one-day form, he's dropped in test levels, whatever. But he's not been good at all. Yes, definitely. And another name that came to my mind was the uh, lone warrior of South African cricket in the recent times, Faf Duplessis. I really love the guy. He's a street yeah, 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 uh, fighter, and he's been uh, exceptional in ODIs. It maybe goes under the radar, but you were surprised when I showed his stats to you. And he's yeah, also yeah, done exceedingly well in t- T20s as well. But Test, he has really struggled over the past few years, and that's the reason why he misses out. Yes, the conditions yeah. have been very difficult. The runs have really dropped, and he has played in a pretty uh, mediocre South Africa side with the likes of uh, AB de Villiers not being there. But that's not a reason for him to perform at the level he has, and that's why he doesn't get into our list. Yeah, true. Yeah, I also had Faf in mind, but again, Test matches is a big factor, and he's not done well. That's why I didn't want to put him in there. So those were our Faf four guys. I mean, just to reiterate it, it is. Virat Kohli, Steve Smith, Kane Williamson, and Babar Azam uh, instead of Joe Root. 
So you guys let us know what your Fab Four will be across all formats. And we'll be back with another episode soon. Thank you.